This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Hallowell and Chris Field, the Church Boys. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. And I hate these guys. So we're going to do things a little bit differently here on the Church Boys today. We've um, we're going to kick it off with an interview, and we have a special guest. Uh, guest well, panelists we have two special us. we have two special, two special well, we actually have one special guest and one guy who ha- happened to get our number um so <laughs> <laughs> y'all have y'all have met met jason crab before on this show he's gonna he's gonna uh, guest host with us today and he just decided he was glutton for punishment and uh, he's gonna panel with us uh for the show today and uh but we're gonna kick off this this show with a very special interview with a, with a wonderful guest uh, the smartest member of the Robertson clan is what I is what she touted herself as. Yeah. Uh, when she sent us the press release, um, we have Missy Robertson here. Billy, you wanna you wanna set her up and get her going here? Yeah, yeah. Well, Missy, thanks for coming back. It's funny. See, Chris, I'm not all that bad because we actually had Missy and Jace to the Blaze newsroom and we did a sit down and and she's back to talk with me. So it's not. See, yes. It's not. <laughs> well, listen. Sorry, I was wondering. I was wondering which category I fell in. To based on your intro, I was I was wondering if I need to stay around or not. <laughs> see, see, it's good, it's good. Well, listen, we we're really glad to have you on, and I think obviously the the big thing that you have going on right now is this jewelry line, which I think is really fascinating for about a hundred different reasons. But it's the laminin laminin by Missy Roberts, and I guess I want to just dive in by asking you, you know, why did why did you create this company? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. You know, there's there's so many ways I could answer this question, but, you know, there, it, with all the opportunities that have come our way, the Robertson family, you know, starting with Duck Dynasty, but so many avenues that we have taken that have led us to different places, this is absolutely one of them. I did not see this coming. I have to give complete credit to God because this is something that I not only did not know about and really in the fashion world, I'm not a shopper, never have liked to shop. When I do shop, I'm overwhelmed. I'm confused, you know, and I know your, some of your wives may feel the same way about this, but I just, this is not something that I saw even in my repertoire as I got older to even learn about. So jewelry for one thing was out of my comfort zone. And then the, the way that we're actually, um, 
going forward with the company in terms of who's making the jewelry, these are women that we have employed that have very tumultuous backgrounds, whether it's because of their own choices or whether they have been, they have been victims of someone else's bad choices. So, for example, we have um, a few women who have been rescued from the sex trafficking industry. Wow. wow. We have women who grew up with their parents selling them two-minute truck stops to get drug money. Wow. We have women who are ex-addicts who have come from homeless backgrounds, and we have single mothers who are just needing a fresh start. And we also have older women who (laughs) are in need of a purpose, maybe after their spouse has died or their children are grown and they find themselves with nothing to do. So, um, a lot of these, a lot of these backgrounds, I have nothing in common with. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very secure Christian environment. My parents did everything they could possibly do to surround me with Christian influences and people, and even taking risks and starting our Christian school when I was three years old, wow. and and growing up in that that type of um, surrounding. So, I was sheltered from this kind of lifestyle that, that these women have um, grown up in. And so for God to say, you know what, Missy, I need you to do this with these women. I was like, um, hmm, uh, okay, don't really <laughs> know how to start, except that we have one major thing in common, and that is that none of us are perfect, and we all need the blood of Jesus. And we're always yes. looking for Him to solve our problem and not the people around us. Hmm. I've learned that along the way, and I've had an easier way of learning that to call out to Him. And these women, some of them are just now learning about God and learning about the rescue story that of the Savior. And wow. so, wow, some of them are babies in Christ. And so, it's a it's a business, but it's also um, a way to minister to to women who need it. And, and you we know, make jewelry. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a really, jewelry. <laughs> it's a really fascinating mixture, right? I mean, you're, you're taking a business and, you know, that you're making jewelry and you're really also merging that with this charity effort that I think is really a fascinating thing. And I know that you, you obviously talked about some of the backgrounds of these women. And by the way, Chris and Jason, feel free to jump in with any with any questions. But, you know, how how are you connecting? You know, what are sort of the, the logistics of finding these these women? Again, you mentioned some of their backgrounds. How are you guys going about mm-hmm. finding them? It is a lot easier than I thought. Uh, first, I'm a part of a wonderful church family and, and have been since I was three months old. I've been in the same church my entire life. It's a larger church. But this church body and church family has always, in my, in my history of memories, has always been one to just take in people who need to be taken in. There is no, um, there is no um, bias. There's no prejudice. There is just Jesus. So we have, we have a, um, a recovery program, which I'm sure you've heard of. It's called Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in fact, the national director, Mac Owen, grew up at White Ferry Road. And so this is a big part of our church. Um, There's also an organization in town called Project 41, and it's run by a wonderful lady who is not connected to our church, but who, again, I happened to cross paths with a few months ago. She's an ex-police officer of the West Monroe Police Department, and she actually does the physical rescuing of some of these women and children. And so she told me, she contacted me and said, I have two women who are in need of a job. They're at that next step 
where they can hopefully seek out and retain gainful employment. And I've heard about your jewelry line, you know, starting up. Would you, do you think that maybe they could be employed by you? And I thought, well, yeah. Now we need to really start moving along and, and looking for a place to put these women, you know, during the day to work. So, of course, all the logistics have happened very slowly. But those were the two women, the, the very first two employees. Then Miss Kay, my mother-in-law, also has this heart and attraction for women who are kind of like she was, if you know her story of Kay and Phil when they were first married, when they first had Alan and Jace and Willie and Phil, she calls him a rank heathen, is what she calls him. <laughs> but he, they owned a bar and just, you know, he was in fights all the time. He was drunk all the time. He was not faithful to her. And she, she strived to keep that marriage together for 10 long years and even contemplated about taking her own life when her three boys were little before Jeff came along. So she, through, through our church, White Cherry Road Church, they introduced her again back to Jesus Christ, and she committed her life then when the boys were very little. And, of course, then she started praying for Phil, and he eventually came around, and we all know the Christian man he is today. Hmm. And that's a lot of because of what Kay did, and this is all in you know, books that the Robertsons have written, even from the boys' perspective and Kay and Bill's perspective also. But she has that heart for women who are struggling and who have a lot of problems in their life, and they are drawn to her. Everyone is drawn to Miss Kay. You just can't help but be because she just has that loving and accepting and fun personality. And so she has a group called the Muffin Moms, and it meets every week, and you know these women would bring muffins or breakfast items, and they would have a little Bible discussion. So she calls them her muffins, <laughs> and I, so we laugh because Willie calls them the muffin pops. Oh, I, I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so I called Miss Kay and I said, I'm really starting to move forward with this jewelry line, and I have two women who are interested. Do you have any muffins who are interested? And she said, Oh, I know I do, and so. She called a few, and we had six of her muffins show up at the first orientation. So right off the bat, we had eight women who were very interested in working a normal, regular hours and producing something that's very beautiful and that they could be very proud of. Mm. And it's just been really neat to see some of the transformation of these women because you know, being a Christian for so long and then also having the opportunity to go around the country and speak or sing or do promos, even with you, you know, Billy, whenever we were in New York, just getting yeah. to do all these great opportunities. I'm approached by a lot of people who have really great ministries going mm-hmm. on, but I've seen a lot of great ministries that, you know, you, you're giving products that they make, and that's really sweet. But I really, the the quality of this jewelry speaks of itself without even knowing the ministry. Mm. So not only is the ministry wonderful, the product that these women are making are absolutely gorgeous. So even if you don't know the story behind the piece, the piece speaks for itself because of the quality and the beauty. They're boutique worthy. And then it makes you feel even better knowing that you're helping to empower women Make to make such a beautiful piece of jewelry. Wow! Now, now let me. Can I ask something real, real quick, Billy? Let me. Yeah, go for it. Let me. Let me just ask now. And maybe you indicated this at the beginning, but I didn't hear it. 
this jewelry thing was not something you had really intended to do, but you got talked into or whatever, convinced to do a, a this jewelry <laughs> business. Uh, but but it wasn't mm-hmm. the intent of it to be a ministry in the way that it's being a ministry now. As Christians, we believe that everything we do can be a ministry, obviously. Exactly. But, but this was this the intent behind the jewelry design, as far as you knew at the time when it was being presented, wasn't about this specific ministry. Is that right? Right. It, well, what happened was I had a fashion, I had a fashion line called right. uh, Missy Robertson by Southern Fashion House. And we, it went for two years and we decided not to continue that anymore. But my friend who helped me with that in West Monroe owned a boutique. She owns a boutique in West Monroe. And she said, we should add jewelry because this is, this is her uh, genre. She right. loves all this. And so she said, you know, we should add jewelry to this. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, great idea if you'll do it. I, I don't know what to do. But she said, we should do this and, like, employ women who um, who are in need of income but want to be with their kids. So basically okay. I said, like like I was years ago, I, I worked outside the home um, because, Jason, I needed the income. Right. But I also wanted to be with my kids. I wanted to take them to school. I wanted to pick them up from school, and I wanted to be with them in the afternoon. So... That was kind of what it started out as, is let's do this and let's just help women in our community and people who just need need a job. Okay, Okay, great idea. It went from that to a much broader scale um, Mm -hmm. and deeper scale, obviously, with meeting the lady who runs Project 41 in town. Mm. So really, that's what it turned into and how it turned into that. We put these pieces in my friend's boutique just to see, again, if they could sell on their own. There was no ministry at this point. It was just, let's make some pieces and see if the interest is there from boutique shoppers. And for over a year, we could not keep up with the demand in just her shop. And we had one of her employees take it over and was basically stuck in the back closet (laughs) of her boutique putting this jewelry together all day long, every day, just to keep up with the demand. So that's when I say the pieces themselves and the quality and the beauty of them speak for themselves. But then when you see the ministry behind it, you know, it just makes it even better. All right. Jason, were you going to say something before? Yeah, Jason. Oh, yeah. Jason I, is... I was going to say first, it's it's an honor to, to be on with you guys. And Missy, um, we're just huge fans of (laughs) what you do and your family and everything that you stand for just love it but one of the things that i i have found that is so cool the name of your jewelry line and i Mm -hmm. hope i get it right laminin yes congratulations you said right i know that's pretty good for a kentucky boy um but there's such a, a deep uh, meaning behind the word and also how it relates to Colossians 1.17. Um, mm-hmm. Can you j- tell us a little bit about that as well? Yes, you've done a little research, I hear. But I would <laughs> love to. This is what is so cool about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Louis Giglio, who I hope that most of your viewers um, and your listeners are familiar with, but he is a speaker, Love. a Christian yeah. speaker. We had him on the show, actually, yeah. a couple of months ago. Oh, awesome. Yep. Okay, well, I'm, I'm hoping to meet him because he's coming to West Monroe next weekend and speaking to our community. So I cannot wait 
to introduce him to what I'm doing here and, and tell him that the inspiration for the name came from one of his speeches. <clears throat> so wow. I encourage everyone to look Louis Giglio Laminin up on YouTube because the presentation of how he explains exactly what Laminin is just gives you chills. It, it's just for a Christian, it just makes you want to jump up and down and scream the holler. <laughs> because what it is is laminin is a protein molecule in our bodies. We have anywhere from 60 to over 100,000 of these molecules. And each mo- these molecules hold our cells together in our bodies. That's their job. They hold everything together and keep us formed in our bodies. And when you take one of these protein molecules and put it under a microscope and magnify it, I don't know how many millions of times, it is in the shape of the cross. Mm. Oh, wow. So that, to me, is more than a coincidence. Yeah. God, Mm. God sent Jesus, and they, you know, that relationship with the Holy Spirit and how that each one of them works within our bodies. And, you know, when you become a Christian and you come out of that water, it says in Acts 2 that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is inside your body, mm-hmm. helping you, guiding yeah. you, leading you, speaking to you. You know, it's, it's more than just a conscience. And He's God in us. And so to have that representation, not only where you can tell it and feel it, but now you have that cross already living in you, whether you like it or yeah. not. That cross is in you, holding you together. So Colossians one seventeen says, He is before all things, and in, in Him all things hold together. And that is our motto for laminin, for jewelry, for the women, for the ministry, for the business, everything is He is before all things. He, he is leading this company, and he, in Him we are all held together. Wow. You know, I love, I just love that everything that the Robertsons touch, everything that you guys do has this other element to it, you know, that is, that is really where our focus should be as Christians. And I think that it's been a continued example to everybody watching you guys. And I know that, um, you guys are just so authentic. And so I love it. And I think this is yet another example of that. And it's funny, I was just looking up the laminin pictures, um, on, on, uh, Google as we're talking and it's, it's crazy. It's really interesting. I had not, mm-hmm. I had actually not heard that we're, maybe we can actually find the uh, the Giglio piece, and we're going to be writing a story mm-hmm. about this interview as well, and include that video there. I think that'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So now, just a quick question about um, how how many women right now, and you may have said this, and I might admit, how many women are working right now um, in the Laminin House, and, and just take me through that, and how much jewelry are you guys producing? Well, we have right now. Um, I, from my, my last count, there's 21 women. Wow. And that includes um, the designer for the jewelry and also um, the lady who's basically our office manager. And so uh, that we have that many women working. We are a little out of sorts right now because when we moved into our facility, which was my grandmother's house, uh, she has been living in a nursing home for a couple of years, and it was basically just sitting there empty. So my dad was an only child, and he said, it would be awesome if y'all, I, I, I think, yes, definitely move in there and, and transform this house and start making jewelry, because my grandmother is not, she's not going to ever go back there. So uh, we moved in, got everything set up, working for two solid weeks, 
and the biggest flood in the history oh. of our town happened. Oh, <laughs> and wow. we were flooded out. Maybe oh. y'all heard about the flood. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that came right into that house, and we had eight inches of water oh, in the oh house. Oh, gosh. So we had to move out, and right now we are remodeling that. But we had to move all of the women, all of the jewelry, all of the supplies, everything into a classroom into our, of our church building, which wow. was great. Yeah. So accommodating that our church had let us do that. We have Samaritan's Purse in the parking lot. They have set up shop and are helping hundreds <laughs> of homes. That's great. And so we're all crowded in um, one of our buildings on the second floor, and we have one room. And so it's not the greatest of accommodations, for sure. It's a challenge uh, every single day. We also have a website that they're shipping they're shipping orders to. We had boutique orders. We had the Duck Commander NASCAR, Duck Commander 500 again mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, you right. know, in Dallas that we had a booth there. And so there's a lot of things that are going. You know, those things don't care that we had a flood. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. we've had to make we've had to make do. And we're we're hoping that we can get um, the women back to what they called home, right. um, and hopefully in less than less than a couple of weeks. And I heard wow. I heard you say, I heard you say that you're all crammed in the in a in a classroom in the second floor, and, and just you know, crazy things happen when you cram a bunch of uh, Christ followers into an upper room. <laughs> so I've heard. So yeah. especially in an upper room. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's right. There you go. So there you well, go. Well, these women, they're great, and so many of them did not know each other, and so to pop in on them and to see them laughing together and you know ribbing each other and just just having that camaraderie of a family and hugging and hearing that they're sharing their own stories with each other mm. probably. They've, you know, some of them have never felt okay to do that and not be judged. And there's even some that have gone and and tried to apply for jobs in town. And I'll tell you this, one of them went to apply for a job, multiple jobs, but at one interview, because she had a drug felony, uh, because she was in jail before, she had different things in her past. She has a 22-month-old daughter now trying to make a living. And the lady across from the desk from her said, Honey, people like you just need to work at Waffle House. Mm. And it crushed her spirit. It just crushed her. And so she, of course, has a job with us. (laughs) You know, it's almost a prerequisite that you have to have a felony in order to work for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Of course, course, when I said that to Jay, she said, now hold on just a second. I don't know know about that. You know, so it is is very risky. Uh, But, you know, Jesus, he took the biggest risk of all, and he gave up his life. And so I know that there's going to be disappointment. I know I'm going to get burned. And I'm just praying that you know, God will lead me to making the right decisions when that happens. So are these? Well, I'm really inspired by this. This is amazing. Are these? What women, were you going to say? Yeah. I, was, I was just going to ask: Are these women going out and telling their story publicly yet? I mean, is this something where I I, I don't want to speak for Billy, but I'd be interested in talking to some of these ladies or all of them, of you course, know, and yeah, do, of course. do a series yeah. of stories well, on these we ladies. Well, actually, I, I would. There's there's a few that I know would share their story, but. You have to you have to take into consideration that when they talk about their past, mm-hmm. it's very traumatic for them. Sure, yeah, and very you know it's deep, it's hurtful because a lot of them are victims from people that were supposed to love and take care of them, 
and some of them have lost custody of their children. I have one girl who is about to give birth to her sixth child, and it's the first one that she looks like it's good, that she's going to be able to keep. Wow. So wow. all five of wow. her children have been taken away from her because of her lifestyle before, and it's very painful yeah. for her to think about and knowing that her children are out there and she can't she can't see them, she can't touch them, she can't hold them. And so even though they're getting their life right now, there's so much pain in the past, yep. you know, that they're still having to deal with. And that's what that's what's difficult about, you know, being in the lives of some of these women is it's very painful for them. But we just did um we just did some interviews with the 700 Club, actually, okay. that's going to air, I think, at the end of next week. And I, I picked three women to talk, and I don't know what they told the interviewers because I wasn't hovering over them. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm very proud of them for wanting to do that and for wanting to share. But, um, you know, it's just going to be tricky on how much that, that each one will be able to do. Well, you have an open yeah. offer. You have an open offer, you know, anytime, obviously, but an open offer to come back with those women and, you know, whenever you want, if you want, we'd love to, to have you on. I know I, I can speak for Chris on that, yeah. obviously, because um, I know he, he'd agree. So anytime, please feel free to come thank back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Missy, I want to say, this is Jason again, I want to say thank you for being the hands and feet of Christ. Mm, yeah. You're, you guys are actually doing, you know, the work of the Lord. It's, it's one thing to speak it. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to minister, you know, and to do those things. But when you actually are the hands and feet of Christ, I mean, it's it's a whole different, that's a new, uh, you know, it's a whole different take. And I, I heard uh, you sing, which I'm a huge music lover, that's what I do. And I heard you sing with one of my very favorites, uh, Carrie Job. You and her did Amazing Hi. Grace together. <laughs> And um, that was fun. Yeah, I, I'm just telling you. Now I understand why I felt the way that I did when you opened your mouth because it is so true what what you are doing and what you saying. I, I'm just I'm just a huge I'm a bigger fan now than even before. So <laughs> I love it. Doing well, thank you. I love it. Well, Missy, thank you so much. Are there any final words? Anything you might want to say that we didn't get a chance to discuss? Maybe. Well, the only thing I can say is I know that people are moved when they hear this, and that's fabulous. Um, But if you want to get involved, people say, how can I help? How can I help? I have three words. Buy the jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) The more people who buy the jewelry, the longer we can do this, The hopefully the more women we can employ. So if you're interested in this, go to laminandesigns.com and buy the jewelry. Awesome. We will no, link out as well. No, and we you have to come back again, Missy. No, I'm, Billy, I'm demanding it. You thank have to. You. <laughs> Billy, before before we <laughs> let thank her Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Before we let you oh, go. Wait, Chris, go ahead. Before we let you go, Missy, this is something we're trying to we're trying to collect these and Billy and I often forget. We want to get people that we like and respect to say something for us for the show that we can use in little clips. Would you be willing to say, okay. and you can tell me again, as Billy knows, I like to say this, you can tell me to pound sand if you want, okay? But would you be willing to say, okay. this is Missy Robertson, and I never listened to the Church Boys? Oh, what? <laughs> 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 if you want me to. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I never listened to the Church Boys? Yes. Okay. So this is, this is Missy Ready? Robertson, and I never listened to the Church Boys, yeah. Okay, here we go. This is Missy Robertson, and I never 
listen to the church boys. Right. That works. Thank you very much. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Missy. We appreciate uh, you coming on. Thank you. You're very welcome. Right. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll talk to thank you later. Thank you. Have a good one. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, that was great. Uh, that was. That was nice. Well, awesome. All right, cool. cool Jason, thank you. So so basically, she's off the line now. We're, and we're, <laughs> and we're now obviously we pausing her. here to just... <laughs> what? So now we can talk about what, Chris? her. Chris? Now we can talk about <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, now we can. She's awesome. <laughs> she is. I love her. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah. What, what a, a wonderful, wonderful woman. What a cool ministry. Yeah, I mean... Well, you think about, like, you think about how they've had so many opportunities to make money, right? Yeah. And most people, like, in a situation like that, they go, they make money, a lot of them fall away from their faith. That they None of them have. They've all grown stronger, and but also found ways to integrate their faith yeah. into what they're doing. And that, I think, is the best example, what we just heard, of, of the latest opportunity that they've turned into something way bigger, yeah. right? Yeah. I yeah, mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think when you use your gift or what God has given you to help others, it gives you another platform. It's almost like saying, thank you, God, for the platform you gave me. Now I'm going to use what you've influenced or whatever uh, to benefit others, to be, well, like we said earlier, the hands and feet of Christ, to really help others. And that's what they're doing. It just blows me. I'm, I'm uh, I'm just overwhelmed with it today. I know. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta say. I mean, I knew, I knew the general overview, but I was really moved hearing her talk about yep. about it, and then thinking about all these women who have gone through this and now having this opportunity. And you've got a celebrity taking the time to do something really, really good. Yep. And I can't say enough good things about about the Robertsons. I really yeah. can't. But Chris, do you have the awkward transition yeah, music prepared? <clears throat> Go ahead and did it, did it come through? Okay, that's. I'll do it, it again. did. I'll, I'll heard it. it. I'll do it again. Um, do it again. One more time. All right. Just go ahead and talk over it, Billy. Every time I push the button, oh, you start all right. rapping. Sorry. I like because I like to listen to it. I like okay. to have that moment. Okay, of, no. Well, so and and this, Jason, is when we tra- we are transitioning into a new topic. And actually, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the Grammys and your time at the Grammys. And um, obviously, you were nominated. And so it's a very it's a very big transition from what we were just talking about. But <laughs> you know, having you having you on today, we can kind of dive into that. What what was like the overall Grammy experience for you and your family? Well, it was a lot of fun. You know, my girls from a young age, I'm, when they were younger, I, I got to go and they didn't get to go. And so they're, they're like, daddy, you know, we want to go to the Grammys. I said, I, I tell you what, if I ever get nominated again, I promise it'll be you know, <laughs> a, a family deal. So would you know that it fell on my oldest, uh, Ashley, her birthday. So she got to go walk the red carpet at the Grammys with everybody else on her birthday. Awesome. And boy, did the media eat that up. They loved that. <laughs> they interviewed her. She was a pro. I mean, she, honestly, you know, the Associated Press asked her to sing and she <laughs> sang right there. It was, it her. was really a great time. Good a lot her. of people that we met, um, you know, was so kind to the family. You know, we got to dress up. The, the girls got to pick out their, you know, their dresses and their heels. And their. we had a makeup artist come in. They did their makeup. It was just a really memorable time for the girls. Yeah, and uh, something that I enjoyed. 
Well, uh, that's awesome. And, and, and Jason, they will never forget that big win of yours at the Grammys. It was just, I was so happy for you. Uh, oh, you know, the, oh, no, wait Jason, a minute. Don't let him do this. Do not let him do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we didn't win, but anyway, that was okay. That's okay. Yeah, this is what Chris does. Up. No, let me tell you, everybody, because we have everybody on who has been nominated. I mean, we've had like a ton of the people who were nominated have been on the show. He loves to, to like, make fun of them about not winning awards and i'm like you don't oh, do that hey, he knew you didn't win you're evil chris That's i won evil. i won just as many gra- okay. I, I won just as many grammys this year as jason did by the way oh my god <laughs> jason you know what you do you know what you say you know what you say you just say chris shut your mouth <laughs> this is no he did this to matthew west he's been doing this to matthew west too and we're, and and he brings up poor matthew west not being nominated like every other and it's because matthew west is also co has also guest co-hosted the show um look i think he's fantastic he is fan- oh, he's, fantastic he's, artist. he's lovely yes he is. He is lovely. And well, the thing the thing is, right, like Chris thinks it's so funny. But honestly, being nominated is 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 an amazing thing in itself. I mean, well, I've accomplished oh, I've accomplished, yeah, you know, the great thing about being nominated is you get to go and do all of the other things. Doesn't matter what you're nominated for. Doesn't right. matter if you're in the Christian, uh, you know, the, the Christian categories or you're in polka or or R&B or top four, whatever that it is. Right. Everybody gets to go, and they get to do the carpet and all that. And so you, you know, it's 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 a it's a really big, fun thing to it's be gotta, a part of. It's got to be. It really must be an amazing experience to to just to take that all in. I mean, and for you know, for Christian artists, one one of the things that's got to be, and th- on a serious note, it's got to be tough. Is like you got to. We present ourselves as of being people who follow Christ, and, and there can't be a pride, and you can't let pride get to you. That's got to be something that's difficult to to handle in that situation, or is it? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is if you put it all in perspective, you know, it's like the only reason that I even get to do what I do is because of Christ, and it's been the message that, you know, that has allowed us to get there. And so... I, I know this. I am not smart enough to figure this out, how to do that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. Um, you know, and I think all great gifts come from the Lord. Mm. It even says it in his word. And so I look at it and I'm like, thank you, God, that I get to share this moment with my family, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- and, and to give God the glory for it, you know, um, you really, you really do. You watch, and you. There's a lot of things that go on, you know, and and there's a there's a, but you just it's like you know you give God thanks for it, yeah. you know. It's what an opportunity. So yeah, I, no, ab- absolutely. Can I ask you which hack, which hack act beat you in the Grammys? Who who won it in your category? <laughs> oh gosh, I. You know what? I can't even remember. Oh, oh no. uh, you know what? It was Toby Mack. Yeah, well, let's not go there because a I went on no, a let's tirade not. about this. To- Toby let's Mack. Oh, Toby. you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I love Toby Mack, but I'm so – it's like, you know – well, let's not put Jason in awkward. But I love Toby Mack, but what I said at the time was I'm so tired of Toby Mack being like – you know, it's like you get tired of it and you want other people to have a shot. No offense, Toby. And actually, we haven't had Toby on the show. I think he's like the only person that we haven't had on had on the show from – You need to have him on. I'd he like is to. such a fantastic uh, artist, a fantastic man. 
and he's done so much for the industry. Right. He has brought on so many great artists and get uh, and, That's and true. talents. Yep. Absolutely. He, he really has. And to be in this industry for that long and to be recognized in filling stadiums and doing what he does and putting a great product out, you know, uh, my hat's off to him. Everybody's yeah. going, hey, I want a, I want a long career like that. Yeah. You know, I want that. And gets out on stage like he's 17, you know? I yeah. mean, just, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have the energy for that. I mean, that he's older <laughs> than I am. So anyway, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, you know, I think we're going to take a quick break right. here, and then we're going to come back, and we have some stories that we're going to talk about, um, and, and we will – We'll ask your perspective on some of on some of these stories as well. We're, so uh, we're go gonna, ahead and roll the break. We're going we're to see if we can't get Jason to say something that will cause him to lose his label. We will be right back. Stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the founder of this company ten years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through Real Estate Agents I Trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The church boys. Man, I hate these guys. All right, we are back with our special guest panelist, Jason Crabb, looking to further his career by coming on our show. Uh, <laughs> which, which actually might be a detriment to his career. Finally getting his big um, break. No, 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 <laughs> I, I enjoy being on with you guys. I, I don't really know about do. that. Let's not lie, Jason, yeah. after you were just like shamed for not winning a Grammy, which is ridiculous. Which, so you no, I, think it's, I think it's perfect. It's a wonderful jab. And I, I just, uh, you know. Hey, I had a good time, so that's all that that's matters. Good. That's all that, that matters. That's, that's, that's right. Of course, um, of course, that's that's what losers say. I had a good time, and that's all that matters. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You want to know what? Let's, <laughs> you know what? Chris, we should actually talk about this story. This leads okay. me into this story because, oh, no. actually, I think I think if you were to have lived during Noah's time, you would have been one of the people not brought well, I'd have been scraping at the outside of the boat. I'd have been scraping at the outside of the boat. Oh, yeah. Uh, you would have been suction oh, cupping for yourself. Oh, I can think of an animal that would have got to come on. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, basically, we've got this guy uh, from the Netherlands, and his name is Johan Hubers. And he, apparently, he had this this idea. It came from a dream, he said. Um, he dreamed about this this flood or whatever, and it just it put an idea in his head. You know, I'm going to rebuild Noah's Ark. And that's what he did. He basically built a 400-foot wow. replica of Jeez. Noah's Ark. And... He finished this back in 2012, and again, this is in the Netherlands. He ended up putting it into the water, um, and, and it's a fully functional vessel, and it's got like museum in it, it's got restaurant in it, and all this other stuff. People can go visit it, and so it's it's seen a ton of tourists come and visit it. But they are now crowdfunding to take this giant Noah's Ark replica 
and move it thousands of miles from the Netherlands to Brazil this summer. And they're going to live stream the whole entire voyage. And uh, it's really a bizarre but really cool. I mean, I don't say bizarre in a negative way. It's a really cool story that this guy – you know, wanted to just build people's faith by making this replica, and now he's going to sell it around the world. Now, is he sailing it? Know. Is he sailing it, or is he putting a motor on it? What's what's how how is he going to float this giant wood box from the Netherlands to to Brazil? I mean, I'm assuming there's yeah. some there's sort of motor. motor on it. I have motor no on. idea. I'm actually we're actually going to have him on the show, Chris. Which, All right. uh, <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, he's <laughs> he's coming on. But I think you know what's kind of interesting about it is just that like he tried to to do the same exact measurements that were in the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. cubits. And so I think it it weighs at least wow. 2,500 tons, this this ship. It's 95 feet wide, uh, almost 76 feet high, and then 410 yes. feet long. And the crazy thing, you could fit 5,000 people on it. Wow. So, Ooh, yeah, I mean, you think about that, and you're kind of like, huh. You know, That's it, a big boat. Right. It's a huge boat. No, this, um, is, this is unrelated to that Noah's Ark Park or whatever that's being built, right? Yes. Yeah, this is totally unrelated to that. And that's another replica of, of Noah's Ark that's being built to, to scale. Uh, that's the project that What's-His-Face is doing. Um, Ken Ham? The Creation Museum. Ken Ham. Ken I know. His, his last name always makes me hungry, but I can never remember. <laughs> Where is he doing that at? Um, in Kentucky, it's it's like right near like, the near Ohio, but in Kentucky. Practically your neighbors, Jason. You know. Oh, God, that's what I was going to say. I'm from Kentucky, so <laughs> it sounds like somebody that would do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, this thing is like he's built. This is near the Creation Museum. He's building this like it's going to be an attraction. They're going to build like a whole theme park around this. It's yeah. kind of crazy. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. I mean. I don't now. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around, you know, people saying they don't agree with him about his take on the on Genesis. Other people saying they do. But but I think it really what this will do is create interest. Right. These projects create interest. And you have somebody who rebuilt the ark. They're putting now, of course, I think he you steal and other things that weren't used in the original ark. Um I don't think no one needed to sell his ark around the world. Right. So <laughs> this is a right, little bit of a right, different right. a different project. But. I'm fascinated, and we have the story on theblaze.com. People can go watch a video, see the inside of what this looks like, so, and and check it out. Um, do we want to move on? I to think the- it's well, amazing. I, I wanted to ask. I really, really think it's amazing for him to do that. You know, how many people have a dream, right, and wake up and go, "Okay, I'm going to follow this through," right? right. You know, or right. I, I mean, hey, my hats off to to the man to do that. And, and another thing is how many have the finances to do it. So that's a big undertaking. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah. What does he, what does he do for a living that he was able to to fund this, or did he get fundraisers for it? He's a carpenter. He's a carpenter, and he's apparently a really well known builder. So I think okay. he might have wow. he had a lot the of resources. A lot of scrap um, wood laying around, or something. I, that's it's amazing to me that he did. What are your thoughts though on? Are there times that? that Christians and Bible believers do something, and I'm not saying this is one of those times, you just kind of shake your head and go, mm, that's not necessarily the tack I would take. I, is this, is this, is this, is this, well, is, the, is the Ark replica thing too much of a, of a gimmick? I mean, is that, there's a part of me that goes, eh, is this a step too far, or, or is, it, is it just a little too weird, me. or what? I don't, I don't know. Not for me. I'm going to say not for me either, and here's why: it's because it, I think it, anything that we we read about, of course, if we can visual visually see it, yeah. I think it just becomes a little bit more reality of hey, this really could have happened. Sure. This yeah. happened, sure. you know. Yeah. 
Um, Makes sense. And and so, you know, hey, look, if it gets people curious about, hey, I want to know the story. I want to know what happened. Right. And you get dialogue with kids and parents, and then, you know, you get to 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 the reality of, hey, this is this is all about, you know, the story that was in God's word. And, you know, I I just, anything that brings along dialogue for uh, Christ, I'm I'm for it, especially if it's, uh, you know, if it's positive, this is a huge undertaking that I'm just blown away that they're going to try to move that. Um, Where did you say they're starting? It's the Netherlands. So they're starting in the Netherlands and they're moving it to all the way to Brazil. And it's also going to stop. How far is that? It's, I think I want to say, it's thousands of miles. I can't remember the exact. I can't remember exactly yes. how many, but it's it's thousands and upon thousands of miles. I mean, you're, well, so you're, I hope they get good weather. I hope so too. Well, they're also <laughs> going to stop. I, let's hope it doesn't sink. Uh, but they're going to stop in the U.S. too. Uh, so that's yeah, like that at good. the end of this. They're going to stop in San Francisco and a few other places. Oh, that would be horrible. I know, right? Imagine <laughs> it's like the Titan, the Noah's Ark slash Titanic. Like it would be awful. No, uh, no, no. We're not even going to bring that. We're up. not. We're not because then we'll be prophets or something. We don't want uh, that if that happens. God geez. forbid. Um, no, but I hope it goes well. And look, they have stuff inside of this that will educate people about the Bible. So that's why, Chris, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't think this is too gimmicky because this is just, like, he didn't really do it for the purpose of, you know, like, if you listen to him tell the story, he talks about how this was something he built, like, in a warehouse, and they actually had to, like, blow the wall off of the warehouse to get it out. I don't think they ever thought, like, how are we getting this out of this warehouse once it's done? Um, (laughs) And they dropped it in the water, and there was apparently a lot of legal wrangling going on about whether or not they could legally do this because I don't know if there were permits that I don't know how the law works in the the Netherlands, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, and now this also became a huge phenomenon back in like 2012, the Associated Press and other outlets started covering it. Um, when, when they were able to see it in the Harbor, like sitting there, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. (laughs) So he got attention. He wasn't necessarily looking for at the time, according to his version of the story. So, Right, and interesting stuff. But um, all right. Do we want to talk about Trump? Sh- Trump at all? I mean, do we want to? So, so, do you think of, he'd be on Noah's Ark? Would Trump make of, Noah's speaking Ark? Of, speaking of strange, <laughs> well, <let's go> ahead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe so. Uh, um, well, he, yeah, what, yeah. I think, I think. Here's the thing. I just want to say this about the political cycle, oh, and I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not endorsing oh. or condoning any candidates, but it's kind of, it's been a crazy oh. thing to watch. Oh. It's like the strangest political cycle and we've talked about this on the show before i think i've ever seen it it gets weirder by the day it is i weird. think it's it's a little it's a little more strange than any before yeah. I, I really do believe that i think you know you just boy you just really wish you knew the intent behind everyone you know and, yeah. and knew all of it and uh, not not exactly what they say you just wish you could sit down to dinner with all of them and you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah, okay all right like what do you really believe uh, you know what do you really think yeah over mashed potatoes and fried chicken you know that sounds good uh, that does sound good i know right I think that would bring out the truth. Anyway, yeah. I think so too. Actually, a yeah, mashed potatoes and and fried chicken. If anything will bring out the truth, it would be that. It would yeah, definitely with be some that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> well, one of the things one of the things that um, Pastor Jet Robert Jeffers has taken a lot of heat. He hasn't endorsed Trump, but he really likes Trump, um, and he's he says a lot of favorable things about Trump. 
you know, he said, look, you don't have to sell your soul to vote for Trump if you're a Christian and other Christians disagree with that. But but he had said in an interview this week, he's like, look, we are going to if, if Trump doesn't get the nomination and the Republicans somehow get someone else in, you know, at the convention, if there's a broker convention or whatever, then you're going to have a lot of Trump supporters, people that Jeffress believes were you know motivated to get off the sidelines and get involved in politics. They're going to sit the election out. And he was saying that that could really hurt the Republican Party. And I thought that was an interesting, I mean, other, others have said it, but it's an interesting perspective. What do you think, Chris? I, I'm not I'm not so sure that I know how loyal the Trump supporters are to the Republican Party to begin with, frankly. I mean, the, the most right. rabid of them. Some of them are. Some of them are like, it's a chance for our party to win, period. And they care about the R behind the name and not necessarily the policies. Uh, those guys who want the, just the team to win and not necessarily conservative principles to win. I, I, you know, they're, they're, they'll stick with Trump and they'll be, and they'll be livid if Trump loses, but they can't go around saying that, um, uh, that the never Trump movement people are bad and then, and then do what Jefferson is predicting they will do and step away from supporting the Republican nominee if it isn't Trump. Right. I mean, they can't, you can't make both of those arguments. That's a good point. I think that's a good point. And who would have thought you'd have a democratic socialist, uh, Hillary Clinton, and a businessman who says offensive things all running at the same time? And of course, Ted Cruz. But <laughs> I think you know when you when you look at when you look at it, it's a very it's just so strange. Okay. I I think I'm just gonna write you in, Jason Crab. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write your name in. <laughs> No, good. <laughs> don't, don't, no, nobody wants that. I'm like, voting for Jason know, Crabb. I think that's a new he campaign. He just we doesn't want another loss I, on his we'll record. Fried chicken and biscuits and mashed potatoes for everyone. <laughs> you know that would be the first meal of the of the house. That'd be great. Um, That'd know, be amazing. I'm coming to the White House for dinner. I'll tell you that much if that's what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll sit around and we'll do some music and we'll invite everyone over and you know, hey. Well, just have a good time, I guess. So, yeah. I, I, you know, here's the deal. Yeah. That's got to be truthfully so hard for everyone, you know, to when you submit yourself to that, mm-hmm. and you really, I believe, you know, you you really start out with a wonderful agenda of, I really want to make a, a statement, make things happen. Uh, make it good for Americans, you know, and make it good for others. And boy, you probably get in the middle of everything and goes, okay, this is how it's done. This is how it's ran. And then, you know, you got people prodding on you this side and going after you this side. And now you got to get rough and you got to get, yeah. you know, after, you got to bring up stuff that you don't like about this. I, I would not be good at that. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm no, be honest right. with you. Right. I'm, I would not be good. Uh, I'm, I just love to see everybody uh, succeed in life and and find you know find who they are uh, and boy that just it's it's not that yeah. politics is not that right and it just it's kind of it's kind it's kind of scary so you can count me out <laughs> fine I, I know what I will I remove my name from the ballot I will not write you in then but no I think you're right it's really hard it's got to be super hard. Yeah to be a Christian, to really be a Bible-believing Christian and to go into politics at all, whether you're running for mayor, school board even. I mean, gosh, it, all of it, all of it is just so ugly. And I think it plays to the, it plays to the nastiness of the human condition to be in a position like that. I think it's very hard 
people have done it, but it's very hard to act as a Christian throughout an entire process like that. It just right. seems impossible. Well, it, the the thing that gets me the most, and I and I hope people hear this in the right heart. It's you know the ones that scream love and peace and all of this are the very first ones to to raise the hate flag, and it's yeah. it's really kind of kind of offsets you know, and it's like okay, so do we love just our agendas or whoever supports our causes or whatever that is, you know, whoever's on our side and on our team, mm-hmm. you know, that's who we love. But, but, you know, I just really, I would really love to see America made great again. I would love to see, you know, uh, businesses flourish, you know, um, you know, people that's, that's been laid off, you know, yeah. find hope again, you yeah. know, and, Hey, and, and true, you know, great values yeah. to be brought to the forefront again, you know, the value of life, right. uh, really. And the message of Christ is the value of life. If you really, really dissect what Christ really did for us and what he was about, and, and it was always helping others. Right. It was not truthfully himself. Hey, he laid his life down. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, to be a Christian and to be in that, it, it would be hard. It would be. Uh, because it always seems like you have to pull out, you know, your ammunition to to show, you know, how the other ones are not fit, you know. So, yeah. and I just, uh, I don't know. So I... I, I'm not I'm not good at it. <laughs> so, and, and part of the, I think part of the issue that we run into with our, you know, our shared disgust of politics is that, Everybody in the most of the electorate, uh, including Christians, are trying to find hope in a candidate, and that's if you continue to look for hope in these people, you're going to continue to be disappointed. It's going to continue to fail, and so I think we have a, including Christians, a misperception of how much a president can actually do for you, and the fact is that they don't have the final answer. They don't hold all the hope, uh, you know, for for your future. But the other thing that's getting me about this election and what's really caused me some concern, and I, I, had, I, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last show or not, Billy, but I'll bring it up again even if I did. I had an opportunity to, to speak at our church to, be, to fill our pastors out of town, so I was, I was preaching on, on a Sunday. <clears throat> and I, and I, I, I broached the issue of politics, not to endorse anybody, because, and, I, and as I told the congregation, listen, you can be a Christian and vote for Trump or Hillary or Sanders or Cruz or Kasich. You can, you can be a Christian and vote for any of those people. You can be a Christian and not vote. Uh, I, think that you should, I think that you should vote as a Christian. I think that you should make your voice heard for the things that you claim to believe in. Uh, but you can be a Christian and vote for any of those people. I know Christians who will be voting for, for any of the five. Uh, what concerns me is the attitude that some people have, including a lot of Christians, that there's a lot of get them kind of attitude in this, whether it's the Sanders-Hillary campaign as far as get the rich or they're not paying their fair share or whatever, or the Trump campaign that says we're going to get him, we're going to get even with them, that he holds up his favorite verse is, you know, uh, an eye for an eye. Uh, that concerns me. That's not, that's not healthy. And as Christians, again, you can support anybody for any reason in America that you want. And as a Christian, you can support any, you can support, you can make a Christian case for any of these candidates, I'm sure. But that case is not a Christian case to be made. This get them, get even with them-ism that we have in our lives, this, that is not a Christian attitude. That does not reflect at all the teachings of Christ. And so 
that that's something that has really bothered me as I've watched people who are angry and, and, and Trump and, and Sanders, both, both sides have capitalized on this anger that the American people are feeling. And it's like, the anger's not healthy and capitalizing on it is even yeah. less healthy. So that's, that's where my biggest yeah. concern is right now. Yeah. Well, well you know, the thing, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, you know, the thing that, that is funny to me is I think we look at people that we've, you know, maybe we'll go vote for someone that is the, whether we realize this is what we're doing, but is the most like us or the most that like yeah. we want to be. Yeah. And if we looked at that, at the nominees and we said, okay, who is the most, who I would like, you know, for myself to be, or somebody like my values or somebody yeah. like me or, you know, I think it would put a little bit more on emphasis. Okay, who who is that for yeah, me? Yeah. You know, uh, and not, I don't know if that's a good place to be or not. So, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, who's the like, person who's okay. gonna, or who's the person who you might not like, but they're gonna be the one who ushers in an administration that might have a better shot of embracing your values, right? That's sort right. of the, that's sort of the challenge. It's like, well, these are all bad options, but which one do I have the best shot right. of getting a Supreme Court justice I agree with, and or if, whatever? If your if your values don't line up with God's values, you're gonna have a problem. And again, the example that I used in church was look at look at Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. It wasn't because he was scared of the people of Nineveh, even though he would have reason to be. He revealed in chapter 4 oh, of Jonah yeah. why it is he didn't want to go. And he tells God, this is why I didn't want to go. I knew that you were merciful. I knew that you'd forgive them. So Jonah wanted to get even with them. Jonah wanted, God, you've got to punish these people, right? That's what Jonah wanted, and he should have known better. Yeah, and, we as, and we as Christians are looking at Trump or Sanders or Hillary and going, we we got to vote for them because— God, you got to get them. Somebody's got to get them. Somebody's got to pay. And that's just, that's not healthy. Yeah, I you agree. Know, it, it just needs to be for the well-being of people. You know, what, what, and, and, and I, you know, like, I don't know. Lord, help us all. Yeah, that's all yeah, I can say. I Lord, help us. I help think... us all to be more like you, God, you know? Yep. And that is a good note to end on. <laughs> Does that mean we're done? Does that mean we're done here, Billy? We are. I have a flight oh, to catch, right, guys. I, I got to go to Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> well, I've got to take my wife some lunch. So, oh, look, well, at you. look at you. You're a good husband. <laughs> you got. You got tell those... your wife I said hi. Tell her she's, I haven't seen you. Uh, wow, sure I said hello. Yes. She's great. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Y'all need to come to Nashville sometime soon, and let's let's all meet up. And hey, I'll I'll cook some chicken in that uh, cast iron skillet and and nice. some mashed potatoes and potatoes. some biscuits, and we'll. We'll have a big discussion. And we'll fix all the there. problems. I will Sorry. be there. Listen, you <laughs> got to come back and, and co-host with us again. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for having me. Right. I really appreciate it. Hey, and Godspeed on the book, man. Thank we're you gonna so be, much. We're going to be uh, going after that as well and helping in any how, way that we can. I appreciate it. How in the world it. did you get him to plug your book during his guest appearance here? That hey, I shameful. You know we're friends. We're it's friends. It's amazing look, how you can just twist people and turn them to your evil it is, it is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> well, you know, he did not call me a loser, so that really helped. <laughs> I don't have any books to hump. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you do have one, he's going to remember the, that you, you know, brought the Grammys up like that. Whatever. <laughs> You, I'm gonna say, man, I'm sorry. It was on the bestseller. 
trailer. Wait, it was, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was all fun. All you know, I'm just kidding. Okay. We love it. Well, thank you for coming out. We all really right. appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, guys. All right. Here. Have a good day. All right. You, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, Billy. You ready to close this? Close I'm this, ready to close ready it. To close this up? Okay. Any advice for the people out there as we get out? Read your hadith. <laughs> I can't believe you got him to plug your book. I didn't even ask, see? I didn't even ask. It's just shameful. It really is. It's embarrassing working with you. I I loved Missy. She was great. She was fantastic. Lovely woman. Lovely. Uh, Thanks for bringing up someone else's Grammy loss. That's right. And Jace Jace definitely married up. I don't know how he pulled that off. The Church Boys.